What would happen if the Saudis came to you and they're like, you know what, Joey, we want, we want you to be our official eater. Like, here's $20 million. You're just going to you're gonna eat, like, once a month. We're going to pick the contest. Like, could they buy you at this point? That's a lot of money, man. $20 mil. I mean, it's not being it's, it's not being bought. And I, 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 I love eating, and I love eating. If, if they're throwing an awesome event, uh, I, I, I couldn't turn it down. But also... People are giving like, giving the golfers a lot of flack. They're like, like they're they're responsible for human rights violations, and it's really. I mean, what are we supposed to do? It's like, like not ever do business with the Saudis. I, I think we should have good biz, good people do business with them, so that uh, they, they can they can figure out what good business practices are. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. Now this is we got a uh, we we were first given these uh, last year. Um, but not how the whole team's got them. Actually, I haven't even seen the show yet. I hear it's pretty good. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, I think it just looks sweet, to be honest. But in some ways, that stand for Sons of Anarchy, like. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Find out of the press box on this Wednesday morning. That sound in the air. That's the pads crunching. Out there at the Raiders uh, training facility. Of course, pads now being strapped on by the Las Vegas Raiders. we got a lot coming up here in this hour. 15 minutes from now, Sam and Ash will join us. Get some legal topics in the sports world. What's up? By the way, are you going to ignore my light question about the Saudis stealing chestnut from us <laughs> with a big payday? And well, then he, goes, gonna... he goes on this whole this whole thing about like how we should treat Saudi money. I was like, I didn't expect that. Chestnut's very dialed in. I was I was gonna I was gonna mention it when you were done sorting out your uh, <laughs> your issue. <laughs> That's there's, there's no issues. No okay. issues. Sorry. Chestnut goes for the record. Raising Cane's 11A this morning. I Facebook. Chicken finger record. He thinks he can do 50 in five minutes. It it's here Facebook? in Vegas. Why does it got to be on Facebook? Wait, where's it at? You know, we didn't ask him. I'm guessing at the Raising Cane's on the strip that they're opening up. Oh, that's a good point. So the, I don't, there might be a small audience there that you're right. Could we, I, we, dude, that interview, Willie was in and he was bouncing off the walls. He was so fired up. Like, we could not catch our breath with Chestnut. He's, he's he an ask, American hero. Did he ask any, like, calorie questions? Yep. Yeah. Of course he did. There were three of them. <laughs> what were they? Uh, just how he stays healthy. And then he, uh, Willie had high blood pressure last week, so he's kind of freaking out. So he brought that in. Like, what do I do with my blood pressure? Okay. <laughs> he did He did a bunch of training Man, things. Willie was showing me old pictures of Willie. Impressive. What? Like, super muscular? No, his gut. Oh, he used to be a fat ass? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like, uh, I think he's probably five, I'll be nice, five eight, and uh, and probably 215 now. That might be a little heavy. But yeah, he's he's, he's a truck. Yes, he is. He works hard. If muscle Give him hamster. credit. Muscle I like, he can talk about the gym all he wants, because on Cofield oh, and Company, me. there's no talk oh, like that. The week that you were gone, there was, a lot of, there was a lot of gym talk. I'm telling you, bro. Yesterday was back day. I feel my oh, wings no. spreading, dog. Tell I you forgot much. you're in the fold now, That's so now right. it's workout radio. That's right. Uh, there was there was one moment, just take people behind the scenes. You always wonder if the topic is right. We were like 10 minutes into like a conversation about macros. I'm like, I don't know if this is <laughs> something that people really care about. But it can't be any worse than when Tyler talks about his NFT horses. Oh, God. That sounds terrible. I could hear radios turning off. Yeah, that sounds awful. So we were talking about the new hire because I wanted to theme this as like broadcasters, right? So we're talking about the new hire, play-by-play voice. For those who missed it yesterday, Jason Horowitz uh, is the guy for the Las Vegas Raiders. Now he's moved forward. They're play-by-play voice. Uh, Jason, with an extensive history in terms of broadcasting, he's on SiriusXM regularly, uh, does television play-by-play from time to time, right? 
uh, college football centric. A lot of the times what Jason covers and the way I'm going to frame this question is not too meant to be a dig at Jason Horowitz in any way whatsoever, but I actually thought this as well. Is it somewhat of an underwhelming hire because it's not a recognizable name for a lot of people when it comes to play-by-play voices? Because I think you're right. You talk about like Papa and Brent Musburger and like all of these, these voices and these names that are very, very recognizable when it comes to the Las Vegas Raiders. And then now it's Jason Horowitz, who a lot of people might not even know who he is. I got to see the list and who else he considered. We know Brian Custer went on the record as he's an ESPN broadcaster. um, And he said uh, he would have loved to take the job, but he didn't want to move out here to Vegas and basically give up ESPN. Mm -hmm. I'd have to see the rest of the list. I mean, I think they could have got a a bigger name, but what's the purpose of the play-by-play job? Is it to be a big name and an ambassador for the organization, or do you want someone solid I as a radio play-by-play guy? I want what, somebody solid. What are you? Yeah. What are you looking for? That's me, though. Yeah. Right. I mean, do you I, want someone down the middle? Because I, I think Jason's going to be more down the middle than than Brent was. So I think a lot of Raiders fans, like I think JT the Brick would have been great for the job. I think he would have been tremendous for the job, and I think a lot of Raiders fans would have loved that. But it would have been a very pro Raiders broadcast, right? And I think a lot of fans of teams look for that angle when they look for their when they listen to their home broadcasts. Yeah. The, the small time that I got to spend filling in on Q show when it was like, like nine 20, um, we actually, we were talking about broadcasters at that point. Cause I can't remember who at the time was either retiring, whatever it was. Uh, it wasn't Brent, but it was another play by play topic. And a couple of the calls and the listeners that we got were kind of along those lines. Like mm-hmm. they want somebody who is more in line with what they view about their team. Yeah. Well, Papa was a lunatic, like yeah. his excitement for the team. Now he's doing the Niners. Yeah. But he, he was freaking great. I would have loved to see someone local. Like Horowitz is a good hire, mm-hmm. um, but I would have stolen Dan Duva. Okay. I think Dan Duva's awesome. Yeah. And and Dan Duva gives you enough, you know, over-the-top enthusiasm about his team, but you also know what's going on. He's not mope guy when the other mm. team scores, which there are some guys like, I don't even know if he's still doing it, but Dave Logan with the Broncos, I think, is just... Is still he's been there. He's a former player. He's been there for like thirty years, but he basically just he gets you know it's all muted, and it's like yeah, we we still want to know what's going on. So they had a lot of possibilities. Um, you know, Lincoln is very good, Lincoln mm-hmm. Kennedy. So he and Jason Horowitz together will be a good combo. But I, I'm actually I thought they would try to go you know big 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 name right. And as they I mean, and we talked about Jason Fitz. I mean, this has the potential as well. Because, like, you want somebody he's going to span out there for a while who's going to be the voice for a minute. Jason Horowitz is of the right age that if he sticks and it's enjoyable that he could be the Las Vegas. Like, he could be the Raiders for a generation. My children could grow up knowing <laughs> only the voice of Jason Horowitz. My top three choices were Beth Mowens. John Von Tobel. But you didn't put him for the job. How I would have given know? you the nod. How do you know? Beth Mowens, Dan Duva, and JT. In that order. Or in some order, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. I would, if any of the three of them got it. Oh, actually, the other person I was really pushing, but I think he makes way too much money. Drew Brees? No. <laughs> Not Drew Brees. Rich Eisen. Yeah. He's been very pro Raiders over the summer, and I was like, there's something going on here. He was pro but, Las Vegas over the but summer. But he's, you know, he's he's pretty big time. Yeah. But if they could have gotten him, I thought that would be awesome. But you mentioned Drew Brees. This is, this is good. So we, get the, we know that Drew Brees is not going to return to NBC this year, right? And why? Because that's what we don't know because we're getting different stories. Well, there's been a lot of different reports uh, about that. Well, he was interviewed recently. Uh, oof, I'm going to butcher the last name. So I'll just say with The Spun, 
because I don't know Chris's last name. What? You shake your head? Do you know how to pronounce it? No, go ahead. Okay. Um, so this interview was published on Tuesday. He was asked if it's, he still envisions himself in a broadcasting role at some point in the future. Bree said, quote, it's something I'll always consider, but that he wanted to spend more time with his family. Quote, the reason I didn't do it this year from a broadcasting perspective is my family. You have to be gone for the weekends, and that's what I basically did as a player. These are such valuable moments for my kids. I want to be as active and involved in their weekend activities. That doesn't quite mesh right now with a broadcasting career, and also nobody wanted me. I added that last one. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he, yeah, he didn't say that. He's been trying to rehab his image since NBC basically told him, we don't need you. You're a stiff. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't work, and... I don't blame NBC. Look at the money. We're, I mean, the Brady money is way up there, whatever, $35 million a year. They, TV's paying these guys a lot of money. And so the broadcast job at that level is just like being a quarterback. If, if Drew Brees was just kind of ordinary, he wouldn't keep his – well, he did keep his job but because he had equity. Mm-hmm. He has no equity in TV. So NBC told him it didn't work. The studio didn't work. The color analyst stuff was not great. He was on the Bengals game, right? And I And I – Bengals well, he Raiders. also did Notre Dame, and he yeah. was on the Bengals, and a lot of people said that was a disaster. I don't even remember it, it listening to the, to the sound of the game, but um, it didn't work. That's what he wants to do. He wants to be at the games. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't, he, wants to, he doesn't want to be away from his family, Steve. Well, he wanted to do games, and I think for the money they were paying him, it's like you, you didn't show enough, but now he's, you know, because NBC is not going to come out and slam him. Right. So now he's rehabbing his image by saying, I walked. Like, he didn't. Has there been... So we're kind of seeing this. It's fun when you're like the guy for New Orleans, right, who brought the franchise back and everything like that, and you get to hide essentially behind, like, the pulpit. It's just, hey, you know what? It's only media availabilities once a few times a few weeks, and then there's highlights of you, and it's the story, right, of bringing back the Saints and winning a Super Bowl for that downtrodden franchise, especially after everything that happened. Is there an athlete who's curating his like, plummeted more? Especially uh, after what he did from a sports narrative standpoint afterwards. I, like to me, I never really had an opinion on Drew Brees. Uh, but the more like the personality kind of peeks through, the more you're like, dude, you're you're kind of a bore, bro. Like you uh, weren't really this that takes good on work. the air. You have to first of all, you have to develop a personality. So you gotta figure out who you are. And it takes freaking work to go back to the Raiders play by play guy. He's gonna have to work to get ready for he's doing a game next Thursday. Yep. This takes work. These guys work at it. Like, Romo's not a lazy... Collinsworth is ridiculous with the work he puts in. I know people don't like him, but that's a good thing. People like him, they don't like him. With Breeze, it was like, eh. And and a lot of... You know, a lot of athletes come into, whether it's radio or broadcasting, and they don't realize it's work. Yeah, we're not just going to give you a million, five, ten, fifteen million dollars, and you're here just to, you know, talk football like 1976. I'll make an old reference. You know, I, I don't even want to do it. I was going to say, like, there, I'm, there are plenty of old announcers who just, you know, walked up to the game. They kind of don't really know the talent. They didn't do any research. They didn't talk to the coaches and, you know, just make noises. Like, that doesn't work. The, the good broadcasters do a lot of freaking work. There's a lot to know. Like Charles Barkley. Barkley's got a great bit. To go back to the beginning of the whole thing. Right. It's his voice and his personality is what makes him. So if Breeze isn't a knowledge guy and he's not a personality guy, then what is he? Right. Barkley Gone. is in Barkley's personality guy. There's a reason why who he play for is a great bit that they do on the show because the knowledge isn't there, but he's comedic and he's funny. <laughs> now, tying into what we were listening to earlier when it comes to Joey Chestnut, there's been this push now for Charles Barkley to potentially leave and join the Live Tour as a commentator. And Barkley was on the Dan Patrick show and talked about what the offer would have to be if he were to jump ship and join the Saudis. 
Okay, so let's sure. make you. Let's say you make twenty million dollars total endorsements okay. and TNT. That's fair. That's fair. I I might be a little high on that. Um, let's say. Well, just for the record, you're not. Okay, okay. let's get that out of the way. Okay. okay. All right. So I'm in the ballpark. Right. Yeah. You you you. Number one, you got you sitting on the front row. Brother. Okay. All right. All right. So let's say they come back and they go. We're going to triple it. You, you and let me tell you, well, next time, if they triple it, and next time I'm on your show, yeah. the first question better be, Charles, what are we celebrating that tonight? <laughs> that should be your first question. That should be your first question if, if they triple what I'm making now. Your first question should be, hey, Charles, where's the party tonight? Yep. I, I don't really blame him. He's playing in the Pro-Am in New Jersey with Liv tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He wants an offer by the end of the week, or he's done. He said he's not going to give them any more promotion. Right. What if they offer him $55 million? See? The Saudis are going to potentially ruin another American sports institution. They're trying to ruin the PGA Tour, and now they could steal Barkley from us and TNT. So would that be exclusive? He wouldn't be able to do TNT stuff anymore, huh? Mm. That's a big blow. $55 million? He $60 million? Thing. By the way, can I just say, too, at the beginning of that clip, he goes, I don't want to talk about the money I made. And then literally tells us the money that he makes when Dan Patrick <laughs> is guessing how much he makes. It was absolutely brilliant. Hey, man, like I said all the time, doesn't matter in terms of the dealings. It, it, you go, if you're mad about the Saudis, complain about the bigger things that are going on with our country and them as opposed to these guys who are getting out of these world offers to go work for Call Sam at Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit their website, samandashlaw.com. Sam and Ash, because you deserve what's right. Back here on Pressbox, Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Tyler and Ed. You heard it. Sam and Ash join us now. Get some of the uh, legal stories that are of interest. And it's good to talk to you guys. We appreciate it. And we'll open up with uh, something that is not so fun. And uh, that would be a California soccer player who ended up uh, dying following an in-game brawl and get your thoughts here. And it seems from at least the standpoint of bringing a lawsuit to the people who beat him to death is pretty cut and dry in terms of liability. But you guys are the lawyers. So you tell me from that instance, how easy would it be to bring charges here? Well, it looks like they have found one of the alleged assailants, and that's where you would sue. You'd start there. But the biggest problem here is not responsibility for the injuries and ultimately his, this uh, young man's death. It's how are you going to get compensation from any judgment or settlement. It's very likely that these people do not have the financial means to pay any verdict against um, them. And so that's a, a giant problem. Is there, when you're looking at this from the perspective of like liability, do you look at the school? Like if you're looking around going, like, are there, why are there not more precautions here? How can this happen? Yeah, absolutely. In order to overcome that hurdle of how do I get paid for my loss of my family member, you look to find pockets of who can cover that loss and had responsibility for this incident. I don't under, I haven't read anything that explains the nature of the school's role or if there was a particular league that was facilitating this soccer game, but those are entities that you would look at and organizations to look at and see, look, did they know that they had a violent history with crowds and uprisings against referees and bad calls or brawls like this in the past? And should they have had more security? 
absolutely, then you're going to go after those entities. So when you look at this from a couple of different aspects, I've always wondered in situations like this where it's kind of like this mass brawl, there's a lot of people involved. But if I'm there and I'm freaking out and I'm not really helping out anybody or anybody to that extent, are those people responsible in any way whatsoever? Could you look at somebody and go, hey, man, you could have jumped in. You're able-bodied. You should have taken care of this. should have done something. Is, is this like the Seinfeld episode where they didn't do anything and they filmed the attack on the guy on the corner? And it, so the the answer is, in most jurisdictions, no. You you you're you're not obligated to step in now. Uh, now now, but but I but anybody there in a capacity to provide security, anybody that's been provided uh, by the premises, by the school, the park. You know, this happened at a high school, I believe. Uh, if they didn't do what they were supposed to do, then that's a negligence claim because they had a purpose there that was to provide for safety. I've seen one episode of Seinfeld in my life. That's it? It's the Good Samaritan Law. It basically is the... Well, I understand the law. What I'm saying no, is... No, no. They go to jail. Like That's how they end the series because they all stood oh. there and made fun of a crime happening rather than actually doing anything I, about the crime. I am so blown away. One episode of Seinfeld? Yeah, it was the one where, who's the wild zany guy? Is it Kramer? Yes. Uh, like, they're on the beach, and there's something with, like, lobster traps, and he's, like, stealing them or something. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I, I But do. you need to go back and watch those. Those are great. Yeah, it's I was a told, great... I was told it was the greatest Seinfeld episode of all time, and I watched it, and it was one of those where the person who showed it to me kept looking at me to see if I was laughing, and I was like, eh, it's solid. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, most people most people get it wrong. It's actually with Good Samaritan laws. It doesn't force you to to involve yourself or to step in and protect. But Good Samaritan laws actually protect you from getting sued if you do step in and help. And you know something you know something happens. For example, you're pulling somebody from a burning car and they break a leg. They can't later come and sue you because you're you're trying to help them out of a out of a bad situation. So the the writers took a little bit of a little bit of legal liberty with that episode, but um, but yeah, nothing in, in this particular case. Let's say the brawl was going on. The if somebody went in and tried to help split it up and and caused further injury, they it would probably be tough to sue them. Certainly in California. All right, so let's talk about. I, I think a more lighthearted topic then. Um, for the second week in a row, AJ Dillon has made headlines after assaulting the Kenosha Kingfish um, at a, a minor <laughs> league baseball game. Uh, he has maybe been assaulted himself. A cop has a, apparently he grabbed Green Bay Packers star A.J. Dillon, shoved him in the back during a soccer game. He was allegedly allowed to get back onto the field and, you know, do the Lambo leap and rile up fans. So the question here is, what is the legal recourse for Dillon? And the other part, too, is like, hey, man, I'm an athlete. Like, my body is my job. If you're a little too forceful with me here, like, I can go after you pretty big here, can I? Yeah, so one of the things, I've seen the video, it doesn't appear that he sustained any injuries. He's even tweeted it was just a miscommunication between him and the officers and security guards. So here, realistically, does A.J. Dillon have any type of recourse against this officer? No, and I'm sure this officer is getting hazed by all of his friends for not knowing who this guy was. Um, that's, I think, probably a societal crime in, in Green Bay. But realistically, if... A.J. Dillon had fallen, broken a tailbone or an arm. Yeah, that's a problem. And you would look to pursue the security guard, the officer, for excessive force. Was the amount of force that the officer used against this person in light of what they were doing, where they were, was it reasonable? And if not, 
then yes, you've you've likely got a claim. And is there is there more added to that because he's an athlete and if he gets injured, he can't do his job? Like if somebody assaults me and punches me in the throat, do I get a little bit more because my throat is my work? Yeah, absolutely. That's how you calculate damages. I always say, <laughs> look, I, I always I always use the example of a pinky. If I lost my pinky, it would make typing a little bit more difficult, but that wouldn't be exponentially valuable to me but if i was a concert pianist yeah that's a that's a big problem this is ashley moonlights as a hand model i do and so a a loss of a pinky perhaps would be (laughs) devastating it would all right so last one here and this involves the chicago cubs uh latest team sued for alleged disability law violations that you jared I'm a Cubs and Royals fan. My life is bad. Okay. Well, that's a weird combination as well. So they become <laughs> uh, the sixth pro team among the four major sports to face a lawsuit over alleged violations of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Uh, these sorts, Look, I'm not very good with legal jargon, as you can tell. Uh, so these sort of things confuse me. So I'll just ask this. In lawsuits like these, what usually comes from it? Oh, there's likely going to be a settlement between the Cubs organization, the stadium, and the Department of Justice. So the DOJ, they do these investigations. Usually someone complains. Someone goes to the the stadium, they have a disability or a family member does, and they feel like they weren't properly accommodated. So they file a complaint with the DOJ. The Department of Justice will investigate it. They will try and resolve the issue, negotiate and settle with the team. And if it fails, they will end up here where they are with a lawsuit. And it doesn't mean that they're actually violating the law. Just because they filed a lawsuit doesn't mean that the that the U.S. Attorney's Office is right. I mean, the U.S. Attorney might be a Cardinals fan. Okay. (laughs) White Sox. You know, I mean, or White Sox. You know, I mean, just I I, it could be I mean, it. It, it, the the fact is is in in this case they're alleging that they took out a bunch of really premium seats that were designated handicap and now that the new you know the new seating's been put in they're they're not there but apparently they went back and forth and tried to resolve it with the team the team's disappointed that it, it went to this point but I I think if there was a clear cut case the team would have tried to settle and just make changes and make it work so this this doesn't necessarily mean that the team violated the ADA just means that the U.S. Attorney's Office think that they did and think that they've got a case. If there's like with settlements, is it always just cash or would there be like something like, okay, like we'll settle and we'll put those seats back or something like that? So it's not always just cash. Sometimes they will outline how the stadium has to respond to complaints, how how many seats they will have to remedy, and they can create this however it takes to resolve the dispute between the Department of Justice and their claims of ADA violations and the organization. All right. I appreciate the time today, guys. And before we get you out of here, anything that you would like to tell everybody, our listeners, uh, I'm new to this whole gig. I've never been on the show before, so I'd like to hear more information about Sam and Ash. Well, we're, we're here. We're beautiful downtown Las Vegas. We serve the entire valley. We love what we do. We represent people who've been hurt. Uh, and we're, you know, Ash and I are in the community. We, we love, this, love this work. We love Las Vegas and are, are grateful to be here. So you can reach us at SamAndAshLaw.com or 820-1234. Good to talk to you guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Now, I think I had a lot of dumb questions in there. But on the other side, I think we'll get even more dumb questions from Jared. Shohei, high drive to right. Not quite enough. You're listening to the Press Box Summer Edition. 
So is there fancy imaging for this or what? Uh, there was. It got deleted because that seems on brand. And then there was imaging from our Australian listener that was, I, I appreciated, but was very, very, very long. And uh, I just want to get into it. So. I feel like I heard there was imaging deleted thing two weeks ago. Mm. Right, John? Former producer? Oh, yes. Okay, and I... <laughs> Let's get back! Let's get back to it! All right, fine. Ed and Tyler need good production and imaging. Get it done, Jared. I'll, I'll call our guy. Um, so, first dumb question. It's time for dumb questions uh, with Jared. What? Should <laughs> fill-in radio host bust the chops of the producer? The answer yes. is no. Sorry. I mean, if it's in line with what we're doing already, yeah, yeah, yeah. like if that's part of the show. What do you guys do if your food comes out first when you're in a group of, like, in a group of people at a restaurant? I destroy my food. Wow. I don't care. It's it's winner take it's it's, it's a manny man world out there. Winner, winner take, take all, dog eat dog. I don't care. I got the food first. Nothing says I have to wait. Let's go. Society, I, society says. You but are. I would assume you're eating with friends, right? Yeah. Okay. Most times. Right. So I mean, if I'm in a setting where it's like a business setting, then like maybe I don't. That's a I, strong maybe, by the way. I always wait. Okay, but here's the thing. This is what I do. I'm polite. I was taught manners. Yeah, uh, come on. It's 2022. We don't do manners anymore. I'm old school. Uh, back in my day. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of things back in your day that weren't <laughs> acceptable. Um, <laughs> but I, what I'll do if I'm on the other side of this is I'll go eat. It's okay. Eat. I know my food's coming. Enjoy your food while it's piping hot. Eat. So Jared's amazing. He's, 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 he's like, it's clairvoyant, right? Uh, this actually happened to me. What? I know. You guys always nail it this way. Show prep. Yes. So we went out to a local bar and restaurant, and I ordered wings. The rest of the table got sandwiches. Can I ask real quick? Yes. Bone-in or boneless? Bone-in. Traditional. Okay. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. Flats? Mix. I didn't... Mm-hmm. I don't... I, that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> I, that's actually... I want to ask that in a couple minutes. Um... Food comes out, it's seven, eight minutes until everyone else at the table gets their food. I don't touch the wings the entire time. They're starting to dig into their sandwiches. I touch the first wing, and I'm like, nightmare. What do I do? My food's cold. It's your fault. You got your food. If I was a server, I'd be pissed. Hold on. They have heat lamps back there. I know. I've seen them. No, I know, but what he's saying is... It's also... It's wings. It, It... the, but, they oh, have, you know, come on. It t- how long does it take to cook? You can, you can make them hot. Like you gotta have. Like I'm again. I'm not. I've never been a server, so I don't know who to blame this on. Right. I'm sure the servers are put in bad positions all the time, where the food comes out in you know in different time frames. But I was not going to eat it because it's rude. I went to eat it. It was cold, and the server came back and I said, "Hey, do me a favor. Can you get me some new ones that are hot?" Do you want to murder me? Well, because here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Were they hot when you got them? I didn't touch them, but I don't know that they were because they were the one I touched was really cold. Because like my argument, not really. It was it was it just wasn't hot. Right. I was gonna say it can be. Oh, it wasn't really cold. Yeah. Like, you're like, gonna be making a trip to the bathroom in 25. My minutes. argument would be that because you decided to wait, they're cold. 
Yeah, but they made a decision to bring out the food eight minutes before everyone else. I, I have, Their I have, decision started us down this bad. And for many people, uncomfortable path. But you know what? I don't care. I want my food hot. We work with a lot of people who will take any anything that's thrown on the table. Right. Which that... Listen. But, but that was thrown on the table seven minutes prior. We're, they were, we're all in a position. That, and here's the other thing. Chicken is like caviar. It ain't cheap anymore. I can get a G-damn filet for the same price. Have you seen what wings are at a lot of places? Yeah. We're talking some places, uh, 12 wings are 17, 19. Yeah, I want them hot. But you waited. They brought it out too early. But you didn't touch them. You don't know. And besides, at what point? In the societal contract with a restaurant, does it say that everybody's food has to come out at the same time? It's a societal norm. That that's so that that is We're that's paying normal for food and so. What, when have yes, we? Yes, you paid for your food and you got it, John. We've gotten to a point where we accept anything from restaurants. I don't want to hear that you're understaffed or that supply chain issues. I'm spending money. Either you're up to snuff or you're not. And believe me, the way I'm talking right now, I sound like a Karen who goes in and complains all the time. I really don't. I try to be as understanding as possible, but the one thing I will not tolerate is cold food. But I, I, don't, I don't blame you on that. What I'm saying is there is a variable here, which is you decided to wait. Yeah. Thus, food could have been hot when you got it, but it wasn't by the time that you decided to dig in. Okay. So I'll give you, I'll give you a good example. We're not going to agree on this. I'll give you a good example. I am very understanding, and I really don't ask for extras, Jared's question about flats or wings, flats or drums, right? Mm-hmm. I actually thought about it, and I was like, ah, I don't want to. I don't want to over ask. I actually didn't ask. I don't care. But I thought about it for a second. I'm like, do people actually ask for one or the other? I would never do that. That's too much of an ask. Well, I would if, uh, if the establishment is somewhere that like regularly sells wings. Yeah, I would think that's a regular question. Okay, and that's not like I did not want to go down that path, but I do want hot food, so I am right. I was understanding on one front, but here's a question. What did the other people order? Uh, Sandwiches like a chicken club, a burger, and a brisket sandwich. Okay, Mm. those all should have came out at the same time. There's Mm. no reason the kitchen, unless you got someone's wings that they were like, oh, you made the wrong wings for for table 17. Oh, wait, table 18 just ordered them. Give it to to Fatty. He looks like he'll eat anything. (laughs) I'm fat and chubby, but I will not eat cold food. The sauce doesn't matter. Just give it to him. He'll shove it down the gullet. <laughs> this is not what I ordered, but it's delicious. And my my, they didn't make new wings. I could tell it was the same exact platter. They, did, they, they just threw, oh, it was on a metal pan, so they probably just put it in to the oven for a couple minutes. So yeah. they were solid. <laughs> the great thing is, I there were twelve. I only ate six. I just for it to go. I box. brought them home. Why is that bad? I brought them home. I explained the story as I call her my significant other. I explained the story to her, and she's like, of course you brought them home. Because I get mocked down as a child of the Depression. I never leave food on the plate. Oh. I will always take it to-go box. I'll always take it to-go box, yeah. too. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Yeah, there's nothing. Is there something wrong with that? That's weird. I, I think we know people who would be shy about getting a to-go box. Okay, that's ridiculous. For too small a portion. Like my... is, there a, is there a portion that's too small where you're like... That's not right to take that home. I mean, one wing. <laughs> I would still take it home. I, yeah, but like it's a, for probably, a, you'd waste a box on that. Then you get I, a discussion. I, of I like, am so cheap that my girlfriend got a sandwich, took off the top bun. I had some food I was bringing home, and I was like, "Give me that top bun. I'm gonna. I will repurpose that at home. You know this. <laughs> oh well, you know this. Know. We had a promo running. Like I, I don't care. I'm not wasting food. And I, it better be hot. It's I'm, very strange the, that Steve just became my hero. <laughs> 
I mean, I get it. I'm down. Like when my wife takes off like the bun, I will eat it, you know, yeah, yeah. not to go to waste, things yeah. like that. Um, look, I don't mind sending food back or like asking for what you're requesting. I love my mom to death, but I dislike going to restaurants with her. Is she a big she, complainer? She's, she's a big sender backer. Yeah. Like no matter what. Well, you know, the thing is I learned this from my mother and we used to mock on her all the time. She was insane about her tea. Oh, really? Yep. Had to be hot. Just so she could I would say to sent cool back. Down. I would say sent back one of three teas that she got. Really? She always got tea. And I remember as a kid, like being embarrassed. And now look at me. I don't care. <laughs> and I learned from her. Get, you're paying for it. Get what you want. Get it the way you want it. You'll yes. be this way. Your mom has taught you the right way. No, to a certain extent. But it's like, I like want what, extra, what are her complaints? I want extra sauce. That's eh, too much sauce. Oh my god! Like, all right, that, that one, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. I'm like, all right. Like, Why is are, it so saucy? What are, what are we doing? She's done that, right? Yeah. So, what do you think they do in the back? <laughs> right? You think they make all new, all new sandwich or whatever? Scrape it right off. Take it. Throw it against right. the wall. <laughs> like there's, there's that, or, or it's like I want extra sauce, so they bring out a side of sauce, but she wanted it on. But since the side of sauce is there, the side of sauce isn't hot enough. Bring that back or my Oh, that's an interesting one. <laughs> like, like that kind I mean, of that stuff. is that. I mean, cold sauce versus hot sauce. Uh, your mom and I need to sit down and <laughs> talk shop. Let's do it. Yeah, it's not a. It's one of those. I'm just like, oh, bro. How's your wife? Does she? Will she just eat oh, anything? No, she's a coward. Yeah, she won't. See, I, see, I think that I that drives me nuts. See, I'm not. I'm somewhere in the middle. Like, if it's a clear and obvious like flaw with the order, I will send it back. I'll be like, look, this isn't what I ordered. You know what I mean? By the way, does it add more fuel to the fire if your significant other gets something, she doesn't like it, won't send it back, and you're paying for the meal? That might take me to the next level where I will go out of my way and be like, sir, ma'am, she doesn't like Like, even though she doesn't want to return it, I'm thinking to myself, I'm paying for this. You're getting what you want, whether you like it or not. I will I will take the embarrassment and shame. Too much? I mean, kind of. <laughs> A little bit. It's a little ridiculous. I want what I want. I'm paying. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't be ashamed. So to answer your question, Steve was wrong. <laughs> no, but that wasn't the question. The question is, you eat, he waits, I wait. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, you guys are society. Yeah. Oh, you wait. You, yeah. guys are you wait. Good. Absolutely. Are, Jared, Jared's a good guy. You guys are cowards. That's what you are. <laughs> no, we're not. We're polite. There's nothing about it. It's not about being polite. Well, I don't know if we have time for the next dumb question, but Which really, is what? Okay, really quickly, a Chick-fil-A in North Carolina is oh offering a fi- fi- up to five free entrees per shift worked for volunteers to work through their drive-thru. What? So I'm literally going, no, is there stop. ever been something where you're like, well, it's not really a job, but I'm getting paid, kind of. And if so, is there any place that you'd be like... Yeah, I'd go volunteer at Wendy's for an hour in order to get food. Absolutely not. What are we doing? I'll go I'll go work for free for this rich mega corporation. Screw that. I just don't even I I this I is, have I have fast food places I love, but absolutely not. No. There's fact, no no way I would do this. I'm also very much in the camp of actively steal from mega corporations <laughs> because they can afford it. So no, I would not do that. I mean, like, we, in the beginning of spring, we kind of, you know, I'm not going to say who it was, but somebody said they kind of have us as, like, the weakest link on the team. And, you know, stuff like that, it, you can't you can't let it control your whole, like, mentality, but it does kind of put a little bit more of a chip on If it already wasn't there, it just it makes it bigger, you know. 
like for me, this year, I, I believe in my social media. I don't even want to see it. I don't want to hear it. Like, I just want to be with my guys, be the best I can be. You know, just within these walls, let's band together, let's do what we got to do. So I, I don't know if they did, but I think we all can have that mentality of, man, it's just us at the end of the day. We got to be the best we can be. We'll be fine. You're locked in the press box. It's a good message. Kind of feel like, I feel like that about my radio family. You know what I mean? As long as we're locked in, we can achieve anything. You can be the butt of all the jokes, right? as Brandon Parker was saying. Social media is rough. To a certain extent. Yeah. Sometimes you make somebody the butt of the joke so consistently that he explodes on Facebook Live and tells you all to shut the F up, as (laughs) I did six years ago to you and Adam. That was live radio. (laughs) That's okay. I thought you were making a David Ornette reference. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Have you never heard this? Have you not heard of this story? No. One of my claims. Story to f- time. One of my claims to fame on COVID and Company, where when we would actually do updates, and every time if I stumbled on a word, like just like Damon Arnett, I go Damon Arnett, right? I would just like a, a brief stumble. The show would come to a crashing halt, like a just, ah! and let's spend like five minutes on John stumbling over a word. And there was one wintry day. <laughs> I remember because I had the red beanie on. It was cold, and I just had it. And I was just like, enough! And I screamed at both of them to the point where we had to go on break. I and then continued to yell at them during the break. I don't think we mentioned it on air. I think you've now changed the story. I think we gave each other a look, and it set you off. No, which, you which you're right. We shouldn't be doing. I mean, Because I can barely speak the language. So You guys did it all the time, though. That we did do it all the time. No. You know what I've discovered over the years is that Nipped it in um, the bud. if the producer is turned away from me as the day gets late, not during the summer, but they can see me in the window. So if I'm giving them looks behind their back, they can see it. Or on the computer screen. So that's always interesting. Which leads me to the question. Could you do a radio show with somebody you hated? I've never. So I've never done a show with someone I hated. I've probably been hated. So you'd have to ask them. <laughs> I was gonna say. Could I? I have no idea, man. Because this happens all the time in radio. And actually, the reason I sent this over for the rundown, because we collaborate on stories, I had seen, uh, it's Hoda Kotby, right? From uh, Kotby, whatever. From the Today Show, who's been on forever. Asking the wrong guy. She's with Savannah Guthrie, mm-hmm. and she sent out some sort of subtweet the other day. And then there was a leak that those two hate each other. But you would never know it on the air. They act like they're best of friends, but they hate each other. I don't. I don't think I. Well, I mean, TV money, though. You know, if you're. I mean, in that, that oh, case, if I'm it, making a few mil. Yeah, I mean, they, those two could be making ten, fifteen mil a piece. Yeah. I guess you you deal with it. But uh, no, we've heard radio stories. I mean, it's it's pretty well known now that Greeny and Golick just did not get along for like the last five years they were together, mm-hmm. and they would go to break and never speak to each other. That's so. I weird. know a lot That's of radio so shows. Weird. Opie and Anthony was a great radio show that I thought actually for a long time competed. At the same level with Howard Stern, mm-hmm. Opie and Anthony for like at least a few years, the entire show never talked to each other during a break. They just flipped the switch, were awesome on the air, and then during the breaks, blank you, don't talk to each other. That's amazing. That is. Because that's like, that's you, a, I mean, I, 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 in a way, I mean, I think it's completely childish and so you can't work through your issues, but in a way, it's amazing professionalism that you can cram it down and be good on the air. Because there's so much that has to do with. Like the relationship between the two, right? You have to be able to work off one another. There has to be some sort of camaraderie. They kind of have to care about each other, what they do. We talk a lot about you right. know, stuff off the air. 
Um, I mean, good radio shows also discuss kind of where they might go right. when they come back from break. So, so my answer would probably be no. And I'm like, I mean, I guess for the right amount of money, I, I would do it. But, but uh, I'm also at the age now, like I'm not doing shows with people I don't like. That's stupid. You don't know that. Like you're you right. Said, Who knows what happens? I hate you. Well, <laughs> but I don't hate you. Like, like yeah, actually, yeah, but I, I love you. That's the thing. You might not know it, right? You might be the hated person. You might not know it. And the person's like, eh, I need this job, so I hate Cofield, but I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna do it. Like, uh, I wonder if humans think that about me over at Beeson. Probably. Like, no. God. Remember Ryan McKinnell, who's now doing SiriusXM. Ryan got me one day. It actually, like, I actually was like, oh man, I'm kind of disappointed. I was talking about. Didn't we have a whole uh, line of discussion on our show in the afternoon about best friends? Mm -hmm. And, like, I thought I was in a best friend circle. And I normally don't care about stuff like this, but McKinnell McKinnell was like, nah. Oh, you thought you were in his best friend circle? Like, I thought I was, like, in his inner circle of, like, four or five friends. Dang. And I was like, oh, okay. He wouldn't even put you in his top eight on MySpace, huh? (laughs) And for a second, I was like, I was like, damn, man. That kind of got me. You'd be in mine. Well, that's a fascinating discussion. Right. The whole the whole best friend thing, like how big is your circle and what what is required in the circle? If, right. If it's what if it's just a line, so it's like two people. Yeah, it could just be two people. Well, like I don't. So here, uh, do I open a can of worms here? I don't think I'm in yours or Adam's best friend circle. I don't even know that I have a circle anymore. But I think that we're good friends. But I don't think that you guys would consider me a best friend. I'd have you like in the top ten. Is that right. bad? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I couldn't name. I couldn't name. I guess. Uh, Adam Hill would be in there, but I couldn't name the other eight. Like, you know, I guess everyone on the show is. We have, a, you know, we have a large cast on Cofield right, you, and Company. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, a lot of people in your life, and if you were forced to pick like a top five Ooh. of best friends, I would assume that I'm not making the cut. Uh, you'd make the cut, but you could also be cut very quickly. Right. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> you're, on, done, you're on the roster. I've bubble. done that a lot the last, we'll say, five years. I, There's a lot of people that I used that I worked with, you right. know. And I think they were like, oh, we're friends, right? And as soon as I had a chance to get out, I was like, see ya. <laughs> I have no problem cutting cutting something off, like, immediately and almost never talking again. Do couples count? So, like, I have I have a two that I would consider my best friend, but they're married to one another. So, do I just, like, get to – Are there, is one grandfathered in if I take in one? We don't have enough time, that, man. That would this open is, a space. I know. That's a whole discussion. Like, yeah, married couples, are you are you really friends with both? Yes. The male and the female or more the male or more the female? Both, I think. I think it counts. Okay. All right. If that's the case, then I think you and or Adam might make it in. Yours. Yeah. Okay. But the original question was doing a show with someone who you hate. Yeah. So. I would be well, able to do uh, it. I did a radio show. I'll tell you show. this. You got, you got a stupid question for next week. Yeah. When Tyler and Ed are back together, ask them. I mean, it's the press I mean, box, right? I didn't mean anything by that. I was going to say. I did once box. try to get us a marriage counselor live on the air. It's, it's every day, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Sports, 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 sports. <laughs>